Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to Kingdom Talks. I have one of my favorite people with me, the truth seeker. Derek, um, man, I love you. I've missed you. We've not had uh, enough time together. Sure enjoyed seeing you in Mississippi when we were there. But welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Uh, Always a blessing anytime we get to connect. I hate that our audio got messed up from the conversation we had in Mississippi because that was so good, man. I know. I, yeah, so it's, those of you who don't know, we, we had a show that we didn't get to air at all just because the audio was totally jacked up. And um, yeah, it was a real real bummer because uh, Adina and I got to sit down with Derek in person and it was great. It was great. And we didn't get to do that show. That was a bummer. <laughs> but hey, Derek, um, you know, one of the things I really, really uh, love about you is I can have pretty much any conversation with you, and for the most part, I don't have to worry about, you know, the judgment or, the, you know, the condemnation or anything like that because you're already in that place where you're interviewing people who are in, you know, into a lot of different things. And even on your show, you know, I've, I've never seen you be condescending to anybody or try to straighten them out or anything. You know, I'm in a place where if people want what I've got, then I need to be living a life that makes them want it, number one. And number two, if they're not interested in it, there's no reason for me to try to straighten them out and, you know, make them into one of me. But what are some of the things you've talked about with um, lately on some of your shows? I'm just curious if you've had some um, good conversations that yeah, were really... Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, like uh, most of like Kellogg uh, summits and like the commercials you'll see on TV, it's like where you can buy slots on PBS. It's like the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily the views and opinions of so-and-so. I kind of need one of those. Me too. Uh, but you, because, you more so, I know. <laughs> yeah, just because like I have a person on and, and we talk about a certain thing, I try to find common ground, you know, and I try to, I got a comment yesterday because we, we did a show two days ago and it was about my friend who I want you to interview, Teresa uh, Uneris. She came out of like high level, like u- ufology, spirituality, new age circles. She was doing the summits and really fast and blowing up. And so did an episode with her. She um, had a rude awakening and gave her heart back to Jesus and had this beautiful encounter. So the whole time we're talking about the beauty of Jesus. I mean, we did a two hour episode on how beautiful Jesus is and it was a, really good. And uh, so people are like, yeah, I needed this episode. And it's like, yeah, I did too. But uh, there's like, yeah, you kind of lost me there for a while on some of the stuff you're talking about with, uh, I was like, I kind of go where my guests want to go. <laughs> and I'm going to just try to find common ground there. So it's like the whole thing with my thing, my podcast is like, having the conversation that you can't have at church yeah hey don't talk, hey it's taboo don't you don't talk about that because they're gonna run you out you really believe that just don't tell nobody you believe that so it's like hey that's the conversation we want to have in a safe space so i approach it with love respect and from a biblical direction of like okay how does where does this fit in the bible worldview 
there's some crazy stuff out there we know that fits into a biblical worldview that we've maybe only read two or three scriptures, but it kind of fits in there somewhere. We're returning back to the ancient text and to the stuff that Jesus believed in the disciples and apostles. And there's yeah. some real far out stuff, whether it's stuff that was taken out of the Bible or was kept hush hush because of power reasons, you right. know, different things like that. So I just have my pockets just open just to have that discussion. doesn't mean I believe what these people believe in or just want right. to have the discussion. And, you know, and that's the, that's the tough thing is that, um, and unfortunately it, it, it's from a lot more from Christians than anybody else <laughs> that, um, you can't have a conversation just because, you know, they get triggered. And it's like yeah. as soon as they're triggered, and this happens in politics as well, you know. But yeah. but you know, somebody says something, they get triggered, and the walls go up, and the guns come out, yeah. and it becomes a battle versus a conversation. And that's something that, again I've always appreciated about you because you are willing to have the conversations. I want to have the conversations. <laughs> we were just you know just uh, interviewing uh, Daniel Lovett, and we were talking about um, on on the tail end, you know, on the behind the scenes. The issue, you know, the idea of reincarnation came up, and it's like, whoa, that is such a taboo thing in the Christian church. Uh, there's not much room for any discussion. But here's the thing: if we are unable to discuss, we will never get to the truth. And if we, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why are we unable to discuss a certain topic? What are we afraid of? Because if we're afraid of the truth, that the truth could come out, and I'm not saying that I believe in reincarnation at all, so yeah, don't, yeah. You know, don't let anybody go out saying that. My point is that if we are afraid to have a discussion because we're afraid of the truth that might come out, what's that say? You know, are we really in love with Jesus, who is the truth? Or are we more in love with our belief system that is, you know, become our identity and we can no longer yeah. even have a discussion because uh, we're afraid that it will undermine our identity? And yeah. that's, well, I think, more It's time happens. to have that discussion as, as believers. And um, it's high time. And, uh, and if you don't, it's happening without you. And, uh, you know, but that's why our podcast and what we bring to the table is kind of like taken off is the fact that we, we do have those discussions. And so, like, it's, uh, it, it's, it's blowing up. Yeah. You know, we've been forerunners to this movement for years, and we've caught the flack. Again, I mean, I've been in this thing for a long time, and when it was laughable, oh God, you guys, now we can have a conversation right now. We can talk about reincarnation and the Bible. Where does it fit in the worldview? Are there some obscure Christians, uh, I mean, scriptures? And it would be okay. Like, we could really sit down and talk about this when 10 years ago you couldn't. Like, and this stuff's coming to the, the forefront, and people, you don't have to trick nobody to listen to it. If they wanna listen, they'll stay. If they don't, they'll leave. Maybe they'll come back to it later, a little yeah. bit later. Hey, let me let me uh, see what they were talking about. And it just kind of everything fits where it's supposed to now. It's a really beautiful place. I think we're at. Yeah. And, it, and it's not it's not a debate either. It's no. it's it's a discussion. So, yeah, you might bring out different points, but it's because you're discussing discussing and having a conversation in order to get to what is truth. And and a conversation shows that both people are open to learning something different. A debate is basically, I'm going to prove my point over your yeah. point, and it's highly <laughs> unlikely either one's going to change their point of view. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know mo me and you both come from that background, so we have to be careful, <laughs> yeah. and we don't want to entertain that. I mean, that's one yeah. of the reasons why I'm so open 
when it comes to having dialogue with these unbelievers or shoot I say unbelievers most, a lot of them believe in Christ you have a relationship with I'm blown away I, I had a lady on a couple of months ago and we were talking about psychic abilities with your pets your pets talking to you telepathically when they want water they come look at you and they tell you they want water it's an interesting conversation but we did that for 15 minutes the rest of it was about walking in the spirit and operating in the prophetic love of Jesus that transcends religion and it's like blew my mind because I thought I'm talking to some new ager talking about her super abilities with the pets but we talked about Jesus for a good hour and a half and it was amazing and blew my mind and so you know but I never would have knew that if I didn't have the conversation yeah yeah and and that that is so critical and I do believe that is one of the things you know a major thing that we're going to see different as we step into the you know the next age you know we're all moving in we're all moving in and there is something changing to where love is becoming the primary thing and who is the one and only God of love yeah. it's Yahweh yeah. so yeah. if you're operating in love then you're going to be operating in and through Yahweh so mm-hmm. you know let's let's share with people that when they're operating in love hey there's a God who is love and his name is Yahweh <laughs> is know, love. let's engage with them and, and again with Daniel you know Daniel's uh, so much with about intimacy I I, I am too and yeah. you know that that entering into loving yourself because God loves you because Yahweh loves you and learning to love yourself fully and completely so you can love everybody around you there's a God who is love and that is Yahweh and his son is Yeshua you want to meet him <laughs> sure yeah I mean and he's he transcends our our terms and our ideas and when yeah. when we think we have it figured out and I've noticed that when we say that God doesn't do something and that's when he does it God can't speak through a donkey he would never do that he speaks <laughs> through a donkey God can't write on the walls God can't do this we put him in these boxes and say God is this or God is that he's like yeah that's where I want you had you right in my crosshairs the whole time I'm gonna transcend your box and show you that I'm not in your box I am the box well, I'm the table that the box is sitting on. No, I'm the house that the table is in. No, I'm the earth that the house is on, the foundation. Like he's, I'm all of it. And you got to learn, be able to learn to see him in and through all of it and, uh, and look for opportunity to love on people because that's what, that's what they need, man. They need the God of yeah. love. And that's who we have, the forgiveness and grace and truth that came through Christ Jesus. And, and I find little ways to weave them into the conversation. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, I, I had a talk, it wasn't on the show at all, but I, you know, I was talking with a guy who's fully new age, I mean, complete new age, um, and had I had the conversation five, six years before, you know, my whole mindset would have been, oh, this guy's evil, I gotta, I gotta get him converted, and, and my whole mindset would have been that while talking to him, so I wouldn't have really even been engaging or listening yeah. to him. But instead, because I'm fully and completely free in, in who I am in Yeshua, uh, and that I'm not afraid of someone, you know, yanking that out from underneath me, they can't, you know, that's, that, that relationship is between me and Yeshua, and I'm totally confident in that. I was able to engage with this guy, and he would say, well, I see things this way and this way and this way, and like, oh, that is so cool. I see it this way, and I see Yeshua coming in and doing, you know, and I was able to freely speak about Jesus, Yeshua, yeah, and he wasn't offended, you know, because he didn't think I was trying to convert him, and we just had some really yeah. awesome conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to convert you, man. Don't get scared. This yeah, is just no, what I and do. I don't think he ever felt that. And I yeah. even told him, it's like, yeah, well, some people would call me a pastor, 
you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we we don't do titles anymore, and we're just operating mm-hmm. in what you know who I am as as a as a as a maturing <laughs> son of God. <laughs> yeah, I did when I did uh, a wedding two weeks ago. They, uh, you know, a lot of people see me as a spiritual leader, which I am. Um, but uh, they told, I guess, the wedding planner that Pastor Derek was going <laughs> to marry him. <laughs> and so I show up and I'm like, where's Pastor Derek? I'm like, hey, we told him he was a pastor. I was like, if you need me to be, I'm, I'm Pastor Derek if you need me to be. You know, if that's what you need yeah. me to be, I'll show up as that. And, uh, you know, um, it, it's it's funny. People see you as different things and different titles and, and who, what you represent to them, you know. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting. So, um, what are some uh, interesting conversations that you've had, you know, lately with some of your um, guests? I see, man. I have to really look at each episode because they all bring something different to the table. Yeah. Um, let's see something interesting. The reincarnation thing is an interesting one um, today. I mean, just to be vulnerable, it's far out. But I had this. Um, crazy dream and we talked about this today and I got emotional talking about it but I had a dream three nights ago about my uncle um, who was a a drug addict and alcoholic and died of um, died in his sin and was um, lonely and and hurt and um, addicted he died addicted and so uh, cirrhosis of the liver and just swollen up and died it was very fast and so the other night I had a dream that he came to me in the dream and uh it was in the dream was just a scenario where I was at a house that he he owned me my brother my sister and he walks through the door and he's like I'm home I'm back and we're like little kids he's still alive like you know and he walks in he's like he'd been locked up for 15 years and uh in in the dream he's like I'm back and we knew that he'd been locked up for 15 years and like he said, everybody has to go but Derek. Derek can only stay here. I'm cleaning house. And I was the only one who could stay. And uh, But he was still sick. He was drinking, and he had, like, guns and knives. And it was just this, still got this weird presence from him. And the dream stuck with me. And I'm thinking about it. And, like, just this idea of, like, this year he's been, he's been deceased uh, 15 years. And in the dream he was in prison or purgatory or this place of holding of torments of life review or something for 15 years. And I'm not, I'm not into this at all, but I know that there's a big market for praying people over to the other side, helping disembodied spirits see the light, right? I don't know much about it. I've seen it in movies and all that kind of stuff. You know, we need to help them see the light. There's people who you can, you can book a private session and they'll help you get your ancestors across the light. For me, it's, I don't I don't believe it right but that dream really shook me man and I talked to that lady today and I was like do you know anything about this and she just kind of I mean the dream kind of interpreted itself you know and uh and I just begin to tear up you know thinking about that like what if and again where does this fit in the bible this is new age this is far out there's a bunch of texts that were taken out of the bible that talks about this journey that the soul goes on to reach the other side when they passed. I always thought it was funny, but the Catholics, when when there, someone would die, they would pray that they would make it to the other side and that they would receive Jesus yeah. in the afterlife and they still have a chance to repent on the other side. Like, Hold on. Now, when you're dead, it's over. That was your last chance. 
but like this weird journey in some of these ancient texts and stuff that were taken out. They were once in there. Yeah. So it just kind of opened up this, you know, this, this conversation, you know, it's really interesting. I, you know, so Derek, there's so many things that you and I have kind of talked about or, you know, discussed that a lot of people would never be able or willing to discuss. But um, I just had this thought that maybe we should find something that we don't agree on and start talking about it because I think people need to see what it's like to have a conversation. And um, I got a good one. I got a good one. You got a good one you think I would disagree with yeah. you on? Yes, yes. All right. And, and, and I don't mean to be mean about this, but uh, I don't think that I, I don't believe in physical uh, immortality. And I know that's a big one that's getting real popular right now. And, and you guys believe it. And, and we've talked about this, though. So it's not like new. No, no. But it is something I don't believe with, you know. Yeah. That no. you believe, you know. <laughs> well, and, and so um, when you say you don't believe in physical immortality, what 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 what, what is the alternative for you? Um, spiritual immortality that the okay. flesh, the body, the shell returns to the earth, our mother from which it came Yeah, I don't want to live forever in this body I'm ready for the new one you know, the uh, renewed body the, the put on, uh, when, when we, you know what I'm saying corruptible, puts on incorruptible and like yeah. that new suit I believe there's a new suit, a spiritual man that we, that we are that's, that's a light being even you know, that we're, we are not this flesh we are more than that and see, I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily even disagree with you, because for me, this is actually one of those areas where I would say we don't know. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. So I'm yeah. I'm good with whatever you know Father's planning to do. I'm I'm good mm -hmm. either way. I think there's scripture and support for both. I mean, you can look yeah. at the fact that Jesus came back after his death and his resurrection. He came back. His body was obviously a physical one, but it was also something much more than our physical bodies. Yeah. So yeah, he because he ascended and uh, he also told people not to touch him. Like, hey, mm -hmm. don't touch me. He, Before he, he ascended, you know. yeah. 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 So that that's an interesting uh, fact too. Like what you know? Why why is that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is interesting, but. Um, so I, you know, and, and again, we don't know. This is one of those areas where we absolutely don't know, but I, I just see that, um, there will be some way that we see one another because Paul talks about that. We will see each other and we'll know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so what does that mean? What does it look like? Honestly, we don't know. <laughs> I am, I am yeah. for the idea of an yeah. immortal body that is yeah. much better and different than this one. Cause I, I'm believing, and this is just my own faith. I, yeah. I, you know, if somebody wants to say that's a bunch of baloney, then fine. But I, I really am, am believing for, you know, a, a, a transformation, a transfiguration of my body. It's going to come after my mind finally, you know, becomes the fullness of the, the consciousness of Christ. And that I am, I am, you know, fully engaged with love, that I have no darkness left in me, yeah. that I will be transfigured. And to me, whether that happens on this side of the veil or on the other side, um, either way, it's going to happen. And that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, could that change? Absolutely. You know, my belief could change. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe it, it likens to the reincarnation thing, but I don't even I don't want to be reincarnated. Like I'll have the conversation. There's some weird stuff even in the Bible that talks about people coming back and spirits coming back. Um, but as far as like. I don't want to come back with another family and another, you know what I'm saying? I want my family on the other side. I don't want, I don't want your family. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I want my family 
and I want to be with them in, in eternity. And I, I'm uh, assured, you know, that Jesus said, you know, today you're going to be with me in paradise. And so I want to, I want to be with my family in paradise. I don't want to reincarnate and come do it again and take these tests over and over again. Maybe that's part of the ascension. Maybe that is, I believe in somewhat of a sorting order <clears throat> to where like, again, like heaven or hell, I think it's a little bit more deeper than heaven or hell. We're talking about roles and duties and things that are assigned to us, judging of the angels, which angels you get to judge. What are you going to do in the kingdom to come? Um, so uh, whether it's ascending like Jesus did or ascending like Enoch did or Elijah did, right? They, were, they didn't taste death. And so again, we talk about these disembodied spirits that are communicating from the other side. Jesus was meeting with some of his ascended masters, if you will, Enoch, uh, I'm sorry, Moses and Elijah from beyond the veil when he would go to the Lord in prayer on the Mount of Transfiguration, his clothing, his body, everything changed. And Peter, James, and John got to see that and seeing what he was doing. He's communing with some of his leaders that were patriarchs in the faith that were watching him from the other side. And so yeah. Like, I believe that that's a level of ascension that, that they reach, that if they didn't get over their sin, if they didn't, I don't know what would have happened to them. I don't know if they would have came back and did it again, or they just would have been stuck at a lower level of density or different jobs that they did. But uh, it's an interesting conversation, you know, and I do believe in, you know, people believe that earth is a testing ground or a school. You go, you either go to heaven or hell. I think that there's different rankings, maybe even, you know, I don't believe in, in the hell thing. I think that, uh, you know, anymore, but maybe there is a, a purgatory. Maybe my uncle just did 15 years in purgatory. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe God is saying he needs help over. It's. I know it sounds crazy. I'm vulnerable. No, this is the no, conversation. I, in fact, I'm going to ask you, what, what, what do you believe about hell? At this point, um, definitely nothing, no eternal fire. I believe in the grace flood. I think that Jesus died for all of us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Um, as far as like wicked spirits that hell was created or a place of eternal torment or damnation for the evil spirits and, and things like that, that they're going to be even tried by fire or ushered in. There's a lot of different beliefs, you know, and any of this is belief. It's all about faith. I don't know. Um, but but the, I know we've talked about this, like the closer and closer we get to the love of God, the further we move away from this idea of hell, man. It just comes with time. The more you just raptured into the love of Christ, the further you get away from the idea of that there's a God who created you to destroy you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't believe that for anybody, any lost soul, especially contingent upon us preaching the gospel. Like the gospel is legit whether you believe it or not. You might not come into the fullness of, of Christ and the understanding that heaven is inside of you uh, in this life because you didn't hear or respond to it but it doesn't make it null and void if you don't respond to it. Like that's for everybody. And so for God to put someone else's eternal salvation in our hands, what if I had a bad day? That's good. And I didn't feel like preaching the gospel because quite frankly, I don't like people. You know, there's still some things I need to get through. So because I didn't respond, people are dying today, right now. People are dying outside my window. And you know, there's car crashes, there's disease. And if I'm not on every street corner, wait a minute. So I commend those people who really believe that though. And like you used my to do that, who, didn't you? Oh yeah, for sure. So I commend them. I know where they're coming from because they really believe that that person, when they leave this earth and they don't have Jesus in their heart, they're going to burn for eternity. So there's a, there's a compassion and I commend those people. 
but I don't necessarily believe that. Well, I'm having trouble finding something we disagree on. Um, <laughs> That's what I do on my podcast. I, I agree with people. <laughs> I just have the conversation. <laughs> but you know what I believe? Throw something at me. I threw something at you. It didn't stick. <laughs> I'm open for whatever, Gil. You just, you know me. Well, okay. So um, you you said this. I, maybe I mis misunderstood, but I you might have said this in context of uh, that you didn't believe this, but... Uh, so if someone dies and um, uh, they haven't received Christ, uh, you, you were saying this a little bit ago, but again, I don't know if you were saying it and that you don't believe it, but um, that if they die and they haven't received Christ, it's it. You're done. Oh, you're talking about oblivion, like being like erased. That's I mean, that's more of a plausible belief than uh, than being tormented. May, you know, for most people, maybe even for me, that's a, that's scarier than burning. Like I would rather burn than to cease to exist. You know, interesting. You know, maybe just because you you just you know, there's a lot of sects of Christianity who believe that. I think yeah, it's I mean, I was a Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, we believed in yeah. annihilation, and annihilation, which yeah. which to me was much more humane and loving than burning somebody yeah. in hell forever, which didn't make any sense yeah. at all. Yeah, um, I, no, I, what I mean, dying without Christ, I'm talking about on this side of eternity, like, uh, like in this life. So, cause like the kingdom of heaven is here, it's within us. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever happens when, when we die, that's, that's for the afterlife. But I'm talking about now, like Christ died so that we can experience heaven now. Like heaven is not somewhere that we go. We just go when we die, it's within us and we were to engage it and to, to live and share it. And, uh, and so people miss out on that. They live, and there's a lot of people living a whole lot of hell. My uncle, you know, he lived a whole lot yeah. of hell in, in that scene and died as a, you know, his, he suffered the consequences of that sin in his body. And so there's people who are missing out because we're not sharing the gospel or letting them know what Christ did for them. It doesn't make it any more real or, or not that if we don't tell nobody, like he, it's for everybody, I believe on the other side, but yeah, um, I, if you don't I, respond to it and do the inner work, then it's, you're going to miss out. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. Well, I, I believe that, uh, you know, that um, people are probably living... The, the greatest hell that anybody's going to live is going to be on this side of the veil. And that uh, because, number one, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it say that once we die, our freedom of choice is taken away. So if once we die and, you know, we get to the other side, I believe that the Father is going to win everybody. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't satisfied with the 99, he went after the one as well. Yeah. And that, you know, it talks about the restoration of all things. My, my belief is that now, and it hasn't always been, but my belief now is that as people step over, you know, if they, if they either were complete atheists and didn't believe in God or either absolutely hated God and wanted nothing to do with him, that when they get to the other side, 
I, you know, I don't know this, I don't know, but this is what I believe, that there's going to be no more distractions, no more deception once they get to the other side, and that God can then come to them and express to them how much he truly loves them and who they really are, and that as he is able to express that, that I don't think it would take long at all for for people to realize, no. whoa, God really he does even got to say nothing. They just need to see the beauty of Jesus, and yeah. that's the thing. They're supposed to see it in us. Yeah, yeah. They're not supposed to have to wait till they get to the other side. That's where we come in, you know. And uh, once you see the see Jesus without the veils, like you said, like again, we're here to re represent Jesus. Yeah. To re and present. See, that's the that's the point of evangelism because people will say with what the belief that I just shared, people will say, well, then what's the point of evangelism? There's no need yeah, of it then. Sure. It's like, yeah. baloney, you don't know the love of God then because if yeah. you truly are experiencing and walking in the love of God, you're going to be looking at around the people around you who aren't experiencing it and saying, your heart's going to break for them. It's like, there is so much more. Yeah. Let me share with you the yeah. God that loves you and what yeah. he wants you to begin to walk in. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people say about, um, you know, the restoration of all things or the grace flood or even like, uh, what is it in the book of Romans? It's like even creation is like declaring. Groaning, waiting for the sons of God. Of God. And, mm -hmm. and it, it talks about how like uh, the Gentiles are doing the things that are written of in the law by nature because they just, there's just something outside of them that, that beckons for something deeper, this call for God. Maybe they got the wrong name. Maybe they got, <clears throat> were at rock bottom and called out and, and Muslims showed up, who knows? Um, but there's something in them that's the same thing that's within us that cries out, Abba, Father, and they need that. And so um, Billy Graham believed it at the end of his life, believed that, look, God has a, a people for his namesake scattered throughout the whole earth. He said some of them may be Muslim, some of them may be Hindu, some of them may be Buddhist, some of them may have never even heard the name of Jesus spoken before, but somewhere down deep within them, there's a longing for their creator. And he says, they're part of the body of Christ. Yeah. In the scripture, Jesus says, I have sheep that are not of this fold. Like, just be, and it kind of beckons to, you know, are we the only elect people sharing God's love? He's like, hold on. Are we the only righteous? Hold on. I got 700 prophets that have not bowed a knee to Baal, like that you don't even know of yet, you know? And so to think, I think it's very selfish. I think it's very egotistical to think that God is only dealing with us. Yeah. But the more we draw near to his love, man, just the more that our minds are blown of how inclusive <clears throat> he is, you know, when we've been taught the other way that God is a separatist and and we need to be different than the world. And, and we do, but he, his love for them is the same as his love for us. God is yes, not a respecter is. of persons. He doesn't love me anymore or any less contingent upon what I do. It's about what he did. Grace through faith, lest any man should boast. And, that boast. and that's the gospel, man. Yeah. That we all get in. <laughs> yes. Not on our works. Yeah, that is so good. It, so um, I'm really... I'm striking out trying to find something we disagree on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, you, love. Are you, you pro-Trump or against mean. Trump? No, I'm just See, Even that thing, you know, that's, you know, I, and I, and you, again, you talked about, you know, politics and people being triggered. That's one for me. That is a hard one for me, you know, be, and, I, and I talk about it sometimes and I, I try not to, but it comes out sometimes. Um, my government is upon his shoulders. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm cursed is the man that trusts in man. I don't trust these people. They lie to, they lie to each other. They lie to God too, you know? So um, 
I don't trust this, the government of this world. My government is upon his shoulders and um, I, you know, I follow him. And, uh, and if it lines up with what he, what he loves, then I love it. And the plumb line is somewhere in the middle. Yes. <laughs> right or left, it's in the middle. It's yeah. straight and narrow, yeah. you know, for me anyway. Yeah, so that's good. So, um, so what you're saying, if I if I'm understanding correctly, because I'm trying to remember, because we did bring this up when we were talking, uh, and I, I think I understood that you're you're not such a pro-Trump person, right? I'm not pro. Again, I mean, there's, well, there's good and bad me... on both sides. There's the good and bad on both. No, I'm not pro-Trump at all. Like pro, I like I like Trump when he was uh when he was a uh, uh, on The Apprentice. I loved The Apprentice. I was following that show and following the celebrities on there. I loved it. But as far as like, like, n no, I haven't drank the, I haven't drank the Kool-Aid and he, me even saying that is getting me in trouble. So <laughs> God has ordained Trump for such a time as this, you know? Um, but, uh, you've already, so that's where we, <laughs> I don't know if we disagree, but I know we, we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're not supposed you, to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. That's why we're supposed to talk about it. Right. No, but yeah. for real. Cause like, I mean, they tell you, we're already two stones in because like they say, you know, at the bar, don't discuss religion and politics. And we're right. already talking about religion. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. Now we're talking. So, I mean, talking about religion, we split, we split the, the margin a little bit already. So, okay. Okay. Now your religion and politics. So now it's like even more, so you can win them with, with one or the other, but, um, but I have a lot of fans and, 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 and audience who love Trump and I want to be respectful, but yeah. Me, I don't I don't follow him, you know. I don't you know, well, I, I I've been studying this stuff for too long to uh to to you know, I think this rigged the, the game is is uh is rigged. You know, yeah, it's interesting because I mean, you know, so I would say that you do stand in a different place than I stand, although I, we're similar in some ways because I'm not I'm not a pro uh well, I think you used the right term probably. I have not drank the Kool-Aid. But at the same time, I was for I was for Obama the person. Now, now that may get me in trouble, but you got to understand, I'm not talking about I'm for his politics and I'm for the things he's done. I know that God loves Obama. I know that God mm -hmm. loves Hillary. I know that God loves Trump. And if people, especially Christians, can't see that, it's like, yeah. come on, you know, God loves all people. And he is, you know, working to bring, you know, each person to a better light and understanding of who he is. And when Christians, you know, are not acting Christ-like, we're certainly not helping any situation that we, you know, I, I told people, you need to be praying for Obama. And now you need mm -hmm. to be praying for Trump. And you need to be, you need to be for him. You need to have his best in yeah, mind. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's, yeah, that's kind of where I stand. <laughs> no, it was deep for me because like early on, and I'm say early on, like 2008 or so was a big year, but I got really into like the politics and then studying Illuminati and ancient orders and Masonic rites and how these guys are Freemasons and part of the skull and bones and they do secret rituals. And I'm like, hold on, you talking about, but then you follow Christ. I was like, oh my God. Um, so I was really big into that and I was really, it was kind of a dark place because you're like looking for the evil and everything. Oh, there's a, you know, there's yeah, yeah. look at the handshake, zoom in on the handshake, you know, and zoom in on his background. He's got symbols, you know, and all that kind of weird stuff. Um, but so it, for me, it was a breakthrough where I, even though there was like paranoia that comes with that and of the watchmen, we're yeah. here to, to be the body of Christ. For me, it was a big breakthrough to, or um, Obama, 
and uh instead of like look at all the conspiracy stuff for me to say you know what okay whatever i don't know i'm gonna pray for him and so when my daughter was young we'd say our prayers every night and just one time i was like you know what? let's pray for the president you know and for and so when i did that i felt that that whole spirit of paranoia break off of me wow. because i prayed for them versus persecuting them and looking for the evil yeah. that they're doing try that with anybody anybody who you disagree with or who you think is your enemy pray for them and really mean it not out of spite but really mean it you know yeah and for me the term the language the terms that i use um are you know pray for them for their best and their good yeah. you know so that the best thing so that you have you have their back um you know, it, it, there's a there's just a place again where Christians tend to act out of darkness more than they act out of light, and they really don't think through some of the things they're saying or yeah. doing or, or the way that they're acting, and well, and we so often will justify our acts of antichrist or or darkness or you know coming into agreement with the enemy. We will justify it because that person is a blah, 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 and they deserve it. Really? Yep. Would yeah. you like to get what you really deserve, or would yeah. you like to walk in the grace and the love of the Father? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like part of that's kind of what's just kind of let me see like what's happening to the people and what we do for our own causes. <clears throat> Religion and politics for sure has been really interesting because it's, it's uh, you notice how people will turn a blind eye to injustices that they would never put up from the other side. So some of the things that, so I've seen like, you know, Trump's, he's the most controversial president we've, we've ever had. He's saying weird stuff in the middle of the night on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? He's taking shots at wrestlers and people who he's like, like trolling people and stuff and like uh, a position that we would look up to, right? Uh, as the president of the United States. Um, but so he's done all these things and, you know, grab her by the, you know, what all these things are public knowledge and the way he looks at women and the way he looks at everything that he's done. Um, we'll make excuses for him. Well, you know, he didn't mean it. That's locker room talk. That's locker. We've, we've all done it. Right. And so they'll make excuses, but they'll crucify the other side. So the leftists, when you see creepy Joe Biden doing weird stuff with the little girls and touching people inappropriately or any of this stuff going on um it's always the finger pointing on the other side so we will we will turn a blind eye to things that we would call out on the other side even though we know that they're doing them um because we believe in our side and he's our represent uh, um he represents our side it happens in religion too when the pastor falls into sin pastor gets into sex scandals pastor leaves his wife and gets a younger girl oh we we gonna back the man of god and it's like stuff that we would never stand for we, because it's our home team. Like, you know, we have like we have to. And so this is very interesting just to look at the psychology behind it all and seeing people, you know, argue about this and that and like racism and all this kind of stuff that comes along with this, uh, you know, presidential you know, election and the candidate and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's interesting to see that what it brings out of people and what they turn an eye to. Yeah, so uh, uh, so I just want to say to the listeners right now that um, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody out there <laughs> listening to what Derek just said is uh, triggered. And, yeah. and so then the question becomes, you know, whether Derek is right or wrong, why are you triggered? And that you would take mm -hmm. that to the Father and begin to question, you know, why are mm -hmm. you triggered? Because 
Um, I don't see the father getting triggered by some of the conversations. Now, Derek's very raw. He's very open. He's, you know, that's that's one of the things I love I'm about saying you, Derek. What you guys have been thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I love your openness and your your willingness to share and bring out the questions. Um, uh, but you know, does that make Derek perfect? Does it make anybody else perfect? You know, uh, just because they're sharing and no, the the fact is, each and every one of us, Derek has his faults. We all have our blind spots. And I think we all tend to, if we're not careful, we begin to judge the other side. Um, and, and, and I feel like, Derek, what you're trying to do most of the time anyway is you're trying to um, stand in the middle to, to, to you know, point out the wrongs on both sides. Yeah, um, just, to, just to hold up a mirror is all I'm doing. The yeah. Word of God is a mirror. It reflects us back to, to do the inward reflection on ourselves. Why do... Uh, Oh, how nasty and disgusting our sin looks when someone else is doing it. When you hear somebody, a pastor had a pornography problem, but you got one. But it's worse because he's this or he's a leader or who, you know what I'm saying? And so we, we forget about the things that, that we, we've had to battle or we do battle. And so, again, just holding up that mirror, man. And, uh, and, and, and that's what the scriptures are. And, and, um, and that's what it's about. And, you know, I, you know who am all we see from these people is what, what, what they want us to see, you know, and it's dinner in the circus at the end of the day and people have their things And the same conversation. We're having about politics and how heated it gets and people get mad and leave and unfriend you and unfollow you and remove yeah. their support. They do it for football too. Are you tell football teams and coaches? I'm in the South. Like I've seen, I've seen, I've been to prayer meetings where people are like, the room is thick because people are arguing over football stats and, and football players and teams and stuff. And it's like, Oh wow. Aren't we here to seek Jesus? Or why are we talking about this? You know? And um, it's, a, it's just, <laughs> you know, everybody's at different levels though. Like you yeah. said, like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care, you know? Well, it's interesting. It tries to pull me in, you know what I'm saying? And I, I can't, but I, I notice it and I, I try not to let it. And, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, you know that I think it's true with any and all of us that unless you're just about to become your perfected self, then you're probably still got triggers. And uh, you know what you said earlier, I'm a firm believer in that life is a character building experience, and it's going to continue to bring out things that uh, are are meant to trigger you, or meant to bring out things that will show you areas of your life that you need to go to the Father with. Yeah, uh, I'm not a political person, so I mean. This isn't something that I always talk about, but I mean, I've ha I've had it slipping out a couple times, and the the host will a guest will say something, and then I'll say something. And I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I said that. Not that I'm not wanting to, like I'm just trying to placate to the audience, but I mean, I'm not trying to like if you re there's people who really believe that he's chosen by God to run this country. I don't want to take that from you. I don't get no cool points if you believe that or not. And see, you here know? I'll say this: I'll, I'll say I do believe that he's chosen by God. But not to the extent that a lot of people, you know, believe it. Because I say that unto Obama was chosen by God too. Because the ones who believe that will will not say the same for Obama, you know. Or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's and the see, thing. That that I I would say that yeah, Obama was chosen and by the devil. Because <laughs> because here here's the thing is um, this would come back to another area that maybe we disagree on, and that is how much power does Satan really have? You know, yeah, how much. However, however much God gives them. And that's the whole point is there's, there's no big battle going on. That's dualism that's entered into the church that has no place mm -hmm. in the church where, you know, there's this big battle between God and Satan. 
Yeah. Satan is a created creature. In fact, uh, if you go to the Hebrews, they would say he's ha Satan, which is really not even a creature in and of itself. Now, we tend to look at Lucifer as the leader of the darkness, and that's not even necessarily fully truth. And that'll get me in a lot of trouble, but I guarantee you, go. Well, let me say it. You don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've talked about this on your show with Berlin. I think we kind of discussed it a little bit, but I mean, that was the, that's the whole thing. You know, in my book, Spirit Realm, Angels, yeah. Demons, and the Sovereignty of God, like that's the idea. I've talked about so many spirits and demons and angels and imps and fairies. I talked about all of it, aliens. Um, but all of it was to, to, to bring about the sovereignty of God, there to show you, you that, again, like you said, these are created beings. Right. And which, which kind of lends to a point that we've already skipped over, but maybe going back to it, the restoration of all things. Mm -hmm. What about these demons? What about mm -hmm. these entities? I said that they're going to be destroyed or they're going to be judged. Maybe again, they're restored because they're created for a purpose. So like they like they they are they uh, their DNA is to to tempt and to to entice. And <clears throat> God knew what they were when He put them here. Like now, they, it didn't, I, yeah. I would here. So this might be an area where we would disagree because I mm -hmm. I I tend to believe more. I don't know if you've ever heard Chris Carter's um um his his download that he got from you know an experience in heaven which i think is just fantastic but that um, you know you're saying it's in their dna and um i would say that they were created for something beautiful and yet they chose to take a different path and so now yeah. they're they're almost acting in the opposite of what they were actually called to do yeah. you know i would uh, say some i would say that, that that's not like I'm sure Chris Carter would also talk to you about the nature spirits and the spirits that reside over time and, and all those other guys. Now there's fallen angels, there's demons, there's unclean yeah. spirits there. There's so many, you know, but some of them, it's like people are like, why are ants here? Why did God create ants? I keep getting an ant infestation in my house. Well, cause you're leaving candy and food out. When, it, when, if you throw, they, they clean the earth. They are preservers. If a, if an animal or buzzards. Okay, what about mosquitoes and, though? Uh, they're genetic modifications, by the way. <laughs> but you see how, like, there, there's an order, there's a sovereignty, there's yes, an, absolutely. a pecking order of for everything to work out. If you want to call them demons, uh, you know, I think they're they're a form of angels. And uh, the word angel in the word in the book, I say it. Yeah, I say it s several times that it's it means messenger. Right. And I right. I make sure to hit that point home. And and, and I think these demons are messengers too. Whether you want to call them demons or unclean spirits or the Bible calls them evil angels, that God, Yahweh, sends forth evil angels into the earth. Satan didn't do that. God did it. He sent them several so, times. So now you're, you're meddling. You're going to really get some <laughs> pushback on this. But at the same yeah. time, I, I cannot disagree with you because there are scriptures that yeah. say that very clearly. Yeah. And so what do you do with that? You know, in the past, we just pass over the scripture and just ignore exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah. now it's part of the so it's part of the sovereignty of God. I'm telling you, like the gold is with the giants. The gold is in the cave that Goliath is guarding over. It's in the promised land. It's the gold that was or the old tales of the dragon that guards the, the treasure. It was it was our darkness that brought us here, man. It was our darkness that allowed us to see how marvelous the light of Christ is. And so I'm more thankful for God allowing me to go through that darkness 
and to make it out of that darkness because of his beloved son. Without him, I'm nothing. And so I didn't die in that. He brought me out. I seen the light of Christ. Um, but if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't know how beautiful I take this. I take this for granted. I so take it for granted. what you're saying is, is, is God believes in contrast. God is the author and finisher of your faith. And he's, he knows what he's doing. No yeah. matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, he's got you. And he's writing our story. He can, he can pencil in some new, uh, you know, uh, if you're playing an RPG game, like there's little like sub submissions that you can kind of go off on rabbit trails, but it's still, you're still in the main store and we get off sometimes, but he's the author and finisher, man. And he writes, yeah. he knows what he's doing. We have to trust him. You know, um, there's a, there's a lot of very, very deep, deep stuff that my wife and I discuss in the ultimate impact. We don't do it until we get to the third series, but we dive into this stuff that we're talking about right now. And one of the things I would just say is that, um, I don't believe that God, I believe that he is absolutely sovereign. Uh, we do have choices. Absolutely. We have choices, yeah. but he is sovereign. And I don't believe that for a minute, for a second, for any time in all eternity that he's ever, you know, uh, you know, created earth, you know, this perfect paradise for Adam and Eve. And then all of a sudden Satan and his angels made all these choices against him and they come against him. And, and he's like, wait, wait, guys, don't do that. You know, that yeah. none of this was ever outside of his realm. It says that all of creation is in him. There's not anything created that is outside of him. So yeah. everything created is already in him. Yeah. And so, I mean, and this is scriptural. And again, we go through it in our Ultimate Impact series. We dive into it pretty deeply. But even the darkness is in him. There's nothing yeah. outside of him. You cannot get away from him. <laughs> and I know you, you've, you've been studying this and teaching this to different degrees. And, and I have for years. And I felt like it was, I felt like it was a divine revelation because I didn't learn this from anyone. Yeah. It was just through reading the scriptures and then going over my own life and my own allegorical process through the word of God and God showing me where I am in, in my journey and things like that. And now I'm turning on TBN and the pastors and, and the, and the uh, Hebrew leaders are teaching this. And they're like, I know this may be hard to, and everything that you just said is now being taught on TBN. We've been talking about this for years, or we've been getting it for years, and we've been scared to talk about it. But if we don't, we're going to be left behind because people—it's coming out. Like it's coming out. God yeah, is, it's dealing with more people than just us. We feel yeah. like God gave us the revelation, and then I find you, and then I find Chris Carter, then I find Karina, and I find so many other people that have a piece of the puzzle, yes. and it's very similar, and it connects to the other piece, and it ble the, the image bleeds over some. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so it's yeah. a beautiful, we're not alone in whatever seems far out or taboo. People are talking about this. You're yes. going to get scrutiny at first. Ten years ago, you would have been outed. You oh, know, yeah. Talking about this is all God's timing. And to me, it's all the shift into the next age. And that's why these things are coming out. You know, um, now those people that are preaching it clear out there, way out there, like on TBN, you know, uh, they're, they're holding back a little bit. Now, I don't know if they're holding back because they just don't believe the fullness of it yet. Or if they're holding back because they know if they shared what they really believed that they would be booted out still. Because oh, for sure. Yeah. We are coming to a place where you give it another five to ten years, and even the stuff that we're we're kind of just tapping on. You know, I, you know, you and I aren't bringing it out because a lot of people, you know, wouldn't necessarily be ready for it right now. But but five to ten years from now, it'll be commonplace. 
yeah, no, no, no. I won't be, I, I might not be relevant with these topics anymore. Yeah. You know, because it's caught on that fast and like, but yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm not arrogant. Um, I do see the father's hand. I have to like, because yeah. like we paid for this, you know what I'm saying? Like we stuck our heads out and our necks out, but now it's common knowledge. Oh, you got a mystical class of mystical prayer. And uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, hold on. We, 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 we did the work, man. And, uh, and, but we, we've paid the, paved the way. You know, for a lot mm -hmm. of stuff, not we have it's not just been us, but we're part of that collective. I remember talking about this stuff and getting mocked and laughed at and oh, yeah. scoffed. Now, I now there's so many. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I remember 10 years ago. Hey, you want to read the book of Enoch? And now pastors are doing sermons out of Enoch out of Sunday, Sunday morning. Baptist ministers quote Enoch. Yeah. And we were like scoffed at 12 years ago for talking. I will about say, that. though, that we are still a tiny bubble. You know, in, in all of the world, we are still a tiny bubble, but it, and I've been saying this for a long time too, we are growing exponentially. And, yeah. but like you said, it is getting for, more and more commonplace and this stuff is it's coming because out. God's already worked. But see, you don't have to convince anybody. There's some of those people who are learning a lot of stuff. God is dealing with them through the dream state, through visions, and you're speaking their language. Yeah. Everybody's thinking the same thing, but nobody's vocalizing it. That's when I knew, Hey, now I know it sounds crazy, but people's eyes would light up because I would say the things that they were thinking, but the pastors would be like, Hey, we need to get him, turn his mic off. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in the churches and so I knew then like, hold on, they trying to keep us silent. They're fighting to hold on to this old paradigm. That's, that's washing away. I just did two weddings in the first two weeks of January. And, and it, it led me to look up stats and, and why are people, I'm not a pastor, right? Why are these people wanting me to do it? And seeing how many unchurched people there are, 40, like church attendance is down 40%. People are falling away from Christianity and they're just looking for, you know, marriages aren't even being held at churches anymore for the most part. They're being done at banquet halls and lodges and the, you know, and gazebos and stuff, you know, and it's like, hold on, something's going on here. Like we have to be able to speak their language and talk about the things that people are going through. If not, we're going to get left behind. Yeah. Have to. Yeah, it is definitely a, a new era. And, uh, but what I find fascinating is there are, like I said, we're a tiny bubble. There are so many more people out there who have not had any exposure to your shows, my shows, or anybody else who's teaching what we're teaching in this whole movement. Um, it is, we've got, We've got a lot of work to do. And when I say work, it's not striving, you know, and it's not, yeah. but this is our evangelism. And the thing is, we're excited about just sharing the love of God with people and getting rid of all the lies that we've been kept in bondage by that have no relevance to God's love at all. And, and just stepping into the fullness of truth. That's all we've ever had to do. We didn't know it. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, and now there's a grace there to like, Hey, I just got to, shine <laughs> I just gotta be who he called me to be whatever that looks like and yeah. and the levels and we thought it was like how many people did you win to the lord today you know or this year uh three how many of them are still following christ uh one you know it's like oh okay there's a badge there's a number there's a check mark no come on it's about the kingdom man and being and and and, and doing life together even you know yeah being where these people are and really caring about people well, and that's a big thing too, is uh, you know having <clears throat> building these communities that um, uh, you know with Kingdom Talks Media, we're we're setting up a, a page where um, hopefully, let's see, by the end of I think certainly by the end of February, this thing should be in full launch. But 
where people can come and they can get on and, and absolutely when you join the Kingdom Talks Media community, you've, you've got to put in your location. Um, you know, it's not a specific location, it's just a city. You know, put your city in, that way you'll be able to see and connect with other people in your city. The communities are vital. That's one thing that I am convinced that will not change. A lot of things don't necessarily transfer from one age to the next, yeah. but community and relationships are have always been valuable yeah. to the Father. And to me, that's why he created us, was for relationship. So. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, just seeing what God was doing at, uh, at Gates of Zion Church, the rock church here in Mobile, that I wouldn't have known about what, what God was doing there if it wasn't for your, your, your show. And you interviewing some people who are ministers there and some people who attend there. And I was like, wow, kindred spirits. Yeah. You know, because God was working on them. There was a time where we could I could, couldn't have this conversation with them 10 years ago. Now, let's do it. Let's yeah. get it in. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I, I just love it. I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest breakthroughs of all of, of humanity when we finally come to the place where we can just have conversations, yeah. just conversations, and not feel like I got to win an argument. Yeah, but that's you know because I'm curious. You know, we 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 touched on a few tiny things. We didn't really find an area that we disagreed on, but um, you know, it's like, but what do you believe about this or that? I'm curious. I'm not trying yeah. to and, win and you a over. belief. A belief can be changed. Exactly. You know, I could talk, we could talk each other out of beliefs, but experiences and encounters with the Father, I'm for that. Yeah. Like you, nobody can take that from you. And like yeah. we can talk, we can we change beliefs. You know, there's things that I believed ten years ago that I, I, I you know, I wouldn't be caught dead talking about or or pushing or, you know, judging people through that lens anymore. You know, and so that changed, and I was so sure of it back then. Right. That's how much I know. Yeah. I was listening to a uh, an interview yesterday with a bunch of A-list celebrities, like big time actors, and they were having a roundtable discussion. And one, one thing they said, what, what, what would you tell your younger self, you know, going through life? He said, and I think it was Tom Hanks who said, this, this, this too shall pass. It's going to pass. Like, you know, six months from now, it's going to be different. When I put the book out, I remember I was doing interviews and stuff, and like even the day of, and I felt so good. And it was like, how you feel? I was like, you don't know how I feel? Like, this is hard work and it's here. I feel amazing. But I know tomorrow I might not feel that way, so I need to draw <laughs> from these experiences, which, you know, it's, it shall pass, but we're not led by this too shall pass. We're led by faith and, and who, where we're seated at in Christ. And I wanted to kind of give some glory to you guys. And, and, and when we did meet together, because um, just a, a testimony really quick, I've been talking about it a little bit, but when I came to meet you guys in, in Denver, um, uh, well, you I'm mean, sorry. When I came to meet you in Mississippi, yeah, yeah. I talked to somebody who'd been to your, was at a, a retreat that you guys did in Denver or a conference. Uh, Nashville. Like, Nashville. Okay. But there was some, and it was, but he had been, he'd been to that tree, that one, but he went to a different one as well. Something with somebody okay, in Denver. Okay. And he pulls out his phone. He's showing me pictures of you guys, but then he had some Denver pictures too. And it was a retreat that was overlooking the uh, mountain range. And I was like, Oh, wow. And at the time, uh, I was invited to go to Denver to do the wedding. I had the two invites and the, and the guy who looks up to me as a friend and as a spiritual leader, he hit me up. He's like, hey, will you marry us? And I was like, sure, without a doubt. And I was like, okay, now I gotta fly. And I'm, I was scared to death to fly, claustrophobia set in. I told him, yeah, then as soon as I said, yeah, I was like, oh my God, what did I just get myself into? But so I get to the Mississippi uh, conference and, I'm, and the guy showed me the pictures and I'm like, and immediately I look at it and I'm like, you can see that, but you're too scared to. I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. And it's like, oh, you're scared to fly. 
because I'm because while I was there at, at the Mississippi retreat with you guys, I messaged a dude and I made up an excuse. Hey, man, I probably I don't think we can make it. Now, they were like legit excuses financially. You know, I got my daughter and things. you know, it was just easy way outs. And um, and um, I was going to pass it up because of my fear of flying. I've passed up many events in the past. People wanted me to come minister. People wanted me to go do music. They're going to fly me out. I made up excuses. Got to work. Sorry, can't do it. So we get there, I'm at the event with you. I see his pictures and the Lord's like, you could see that, but you're too scared, right? And it's like, no, I gotta get over that. I wanna see that, that, that mountain range in Colorado and all that. So we get back to your place. And I think it was the, the, the next day after our, it was either after or before our session that we did, uh, I told you about my fear and I told you about the opportunity and say, hey, we can knock that out. Let's do an ascension. Let's do a court case in, uh, in heaven. And uh He's like, do you believe in it? I was like, well, I believe in, you know, theophostics and I believe in inner healing and sozo and deliverance and all that. So, so yeah, I believe in it. I know what it is. I can articulate it and, you know, philosophically. So we did it and uh, it was beautiful, you know, went through and dealt with the spirit of fear, intimidation, anxiety, all of those spirits that are kind of tied with that kind yeah, of fear. Yeah. And, uh, and we gave it to the Lord. We seen Jesus step in and, and pour his blood and just defeat those spirits that are with it. And I felt great. I felt amazing. Um, I, I couldn't wait to get home. I had a three-hour drive home, but I couldn't wait to get home to message my friend and say, hey, I'm going to do the event. Let's book the flight. Hallelujah. So I got home, and I, I, I booked the flight with him, and uh, he set it up, and, you know, there was, some, there was still some, you know, the enemy likes to try to come back and say, hey, you really, did that really work? You know, a week out, I was like, ah. But every time, again, the mind, every time I would look at pictures of Denver, that fear would leave because I would get scared. Like I could feel it coming back. <clears throat> hey, you really going to do it that, you know how small those planes are and that plane crashes and it's all these crazy thoughts and videos I'm watching, but I would look at pictures of Denver and it would say, Ooh, that's where we're headed. Great in the Lord. So I got great things in store for you. You're called to the nations. This Denver thing is nothing called to the nations. We're going to be doing this a lot, you know, all of these things. And so, I wanted to, you know, give a shout out to you and, and, and what you guys do with the ascensions and with the inner healing and, and the court cases and stuff, because it was very powerful and it really helped me. So I talked about it a couple of times on my podcast and gave you a plug. I don't know if you heard it. But I wanted to make sure that I said it on your show, too. So it was well, awesome. thank you. You know, and, and that the, the court stuff in the heavens was what set me free from so many things. It just, you know, coming out of agreement with those entities and not giving them the time of day. And yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. So we are thinking uh, about it. Make sure you do it. We're we're at one hour. Um, I want to. You got a couple more minutes. Um, I, I have another thing I have to get to. But if you got a couple more minutes, want to do yeah, something yeah. for the behind the scenes group. Um, so just want to bless everybody and thank you for watching. We really, really love you guys and hope that you get the message that Derek and I have just been sharing. That it's really about the love of God and um, that we can disagree and maybe you disagree with a lot of things you heard us saying but that we can still walk together in love that's the key and that's the thing that's bringing us into the next stage um, we appreciate and love each and every one of you if you want to see the behind the scenes we have our partners and we thank you for our partners who have um, been working with us and helping us to get the message out if you want to be a partner you can go to the Kingdom Talks uh, right up there right up there there we go kingdomtalksmedia.com and uh, go ahead and sign up as a partner. Become a partner to help support us and get the message out. We would greatly appreciate it, and we thank you 
you're already a partner, you can go ahead and switch over to the um, private groups and uh, watch the rest of the show there. All right. Love you guys. Derek, thank you so, so much. Love you, man. Love you, bro. Always good having you on. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.